1: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Doors. Joe Rexo and Adam Sparks here at the Tennessee Studios. It is baseball season. Well, actually, it's baseball postseason. I think we're going to stick to that today, Adam. And we're going to talk about something that is being talked about a lot, which is interesting it's being talked about a lot because... The discussion is whether anyone ever wants to talk about it, which is Vanderbilt baseball or college baseball.
0: Yeah, you and I both like sports talk. We're on sports talk radio in town. And that is the interesting thing. It's talking about not talking about it. Um, There's a lot of talk about how no one wants to talk about Vanderbilt correct. baseball. And, and so, I mean, the, the question is, uh, does Vandy baseball matter? Uh, to what degree does it matter? And should people care about it? You know, I think there's one obvious element in here, and we see this in how much we cover it, is that uh, there's a small window for Vanderbilt baseball to take the spotlight in the city. That probably wouldn't have been the case. It wouldn't have been the case 20 years ago. 20 years ago, if Vandy baseball is a national title contender, they would have the spotlight far earlier and far more. Um, in a pro town, that's not the case. I, I, I tend to think that Vandy baseball is almost the stand in for a major league team in the city. Um, it's not the, to that degree, I understand that, but there's a certain adoption of Vandy baseball beyond the school. You and I have talked about before that the, you know they have the branding Vandy Boys, which is kind of different than Vanderbilt. They have kind of their own brand that's separate from Vanderbilt basketball or football, and I think a lot of people see them as separate. They see them more as the regional team. Not all season, but late May SEC tournament until whenever they're done in June. I think I think that's the case. And I think that's for the people that do gravitate to this team, I think that's why they do and why they're irritated when other people don't.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. There's I think there's irritation on both sides of this. I wrote a column uh the other day basically saying that, you know, it's time for the city to to pay some attention to Vanderbilt, which which I think it is. I think Especially just because I mean I think you can separate Vanderbilt baseball to an extent from college baseball, and by the way, I think the tournament's been great so far. If you get into watching these games and series, I think it's really good. I think it's good stuff. And around here, not just Vanderbilt, but in the SEC, I mean, there are major league players all over the place. But I think Vanderbilt baseball, in particular, and probably in particular this year, it's it's as I said, premium. It's premium baseball. I mean, you know, JJ Bleday just went number four overall. There are you and I counted up the guys on the field the other day, and the only one that you were sure wouldn't be drafted was the guy who can't be, Austin Martin, who will be very high, I believe, in a year. So that's it's an extraordinary program that Tim Corbin has built. Now, does that mean that it's you know, that ratings are going to be great or, or anything like that? How much of a stadium could they fill? They're filling up 3,300. How much could they fill? I'd love to know. I don't know. I do think the talk radio thing, Adam, is it's a separate thing and it doesn't, I mean, frankly, I don't really think of it in the equation. That's just me. I think talk radio is almost always going to be about passion topics. So if I had a show, I would try to get Tim Corbin on and, you know, talk some about it, but I'm not devoting a whole show to break down Duke Vanderbilt. People want to talk about Margaret, Marcus Mariota. Right. I mean, they want to talk about what's up with Jeremy Pruitt's recruiting. I mean, Football drives the bus, and that's in any measure. But I think especially talk radio, like Vanderbilt fans who are mad that talk radio shows aren't talking about this all the time. I mean, I just I don't think that's realistic. I think it's I think you should talk some, and again, you should try to get a player on, and it's it's worthwhile. But it reminds me some of like if Belmont basketball or Lipscomb basketball are having a run or something like that. I mean, you you talk about it, you acknowledge it, you devote some time to it. It's never going to become the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes are the things that the fans in this in this city obsess about all year long.
0: Well, let, let me jump back real quick because I know a few Vandy people listen to this and freak out when you said eight of nine guys uh, could go in the draft. Eight of nine guys are eligible to go in the draft. Yes, so.
1: like you, that you thought were reasonably could be picked.
0: Right, yeah. so Philip Clark, the catcher, may come back for his junior year. Harrison Ray, second baseman, is a junior. He may come back. You've got other guys that could come back for their senior year or 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 not go at all. Pat Demarco is a 21 year old sophomore. So we're just saying eight of nine guys, as many as eight could go. I mean, you know, the, there's there's some things that hold back college baseball to some extent. First up, did you watch college baseball growing up? You know, no, I didn't. Really,
1: I don't remember it. I mean, I watched Major League Baseball obsessively. I I mean, I grew up a huge baseball fan, baseball player, and all that stuff. I don't. I mean, I remember here and there like. College World Series like Will Clark or somebody on you know, Oklahoma right. State, you know,
0: uh, Rafael Palmero, you uh, yeah, know, the but, State but, but, team, yep. but
1: not 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 regularly at, at all. No. Well, it,
0: it was not marketed um, really when we were coming up late 80s, 90s. You didn't have that even in the early 2000s. SEC Network changed a good deal of that. Because you can see virtually every game on T V you know, and people him and ha, about that? But or, or streaming, streaming yeah. is what I mean. Yes, at my house that means TV. at some. Yeah, that's right. For, yeah, doesn't...
1: eventually that's what it'll mean for right. everyone, I guess.
0: Um, but I, I do think there's so there's a, been a better job with the network of promoting this. It's they've done a better job of promoting individual players. So you mentioned Blade. You know, the difference in college baseball and basketball and football is. You know, if you get a guy drafted in, into the NFL or NBA, you will see him in game one. Even if he's a quarterback, you may see him in game one. Uh, baseball it may be two years, three years. Uh, so you you have a disconnect a little bit there. They have done better in the past few years. College baseball promoting personalities and people, and it's a harder it's it's harder to do because of that hurdle with the draft. But you know, there's incremental steps in college baseball. I, I, it's never going to get to the place where basketball and football is. It's just not. But it's 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 made more strides in my lifetime. I I do think it's far more regional. It's it's almost only postseason that people care about. I mean, if I wasn't covering college baseball, I don't think I'd pay any attention to it in February and March. Right. It's just not. I mean, I,
1: Yeah, like I heard, sorry, I heard from Road fans during that time, like, ah, oh, I'm just looking for a baseball. I mean, okay, well, your basketball team is right. in the gutter, but you maybe maybe that's part of it, right? Now, I do, like, I, I want
0: to follow a winner. I, I do think social media and the pace of baseball is actually helps bringing in some fans at this time of the year because the things that I don't like about baseball, which is it lasts three and a half hours and I could take a nap. By the way, w- one time I was covering a college baseball game I fell asleep during the game in the press box. This is at MTSU years ago. I woke up an inning later, and nothing had changed. <laughs> nothing had changed at all. Um, and that's, that's what baseball is. So yeah. I'm not – so, like, I'm the guy that – well, you and I saw this in the press box the other night. For people that don't know, Joe is a sports junkie. So you were watching three games at a time. You're watching the NBA finals while covering the Vanderbilt baseball game. You – You inject sports until you are comatose from sports, then you get revived, and you want more in your veins, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, I'm in moderation, right? So in very, very small moderation. Balance, right? Get get a little sports, and then get away as far away from it as I can. I think that latter group appreciates the fact that in the postseason, oh, Twitter just told me that it's three to two in the top of the ninth. I'm going to flip over there and watch it and watch an inning, I do think it's the product is helped by that. Um, where people don't want to watch a three-hour game, but they do want to watch when they're alerted by social media or elsewhere that this game's close, i go watch it for 10 minutes.
1: Well, you mentioned it's a regional game. There's no doubt about that. I mean, coming from the Big Ten, it's it's a non-factor sure. there. It really is. <laughs> the other night we were coming out of Tim Corman's presser, so it was like three straight games I'd cover, and I was like, that's probably about... I think that's more than I covered, you know, on in almost 20 years of covering Michigan State. Which, of course, Michigan State—it's football, and it's uh, for me—it was football and men's basketball. There's a lot of coverage of women's basketball, and then that's you know, the spring is like spring football and recruiting. Uh, but down here, great stadiums, great atmospheres. Again, not huge numbers, not huge TV ratings numbers. But I mean, TV ratings numbers—you know—look, if you want to diminish college baseball compared to you know whatever might be outrating it now you know golf or whatever I mean then let's just say everything else is nothing and football is everything I mean if we're going to do everything in relative terms it's football and then a gap 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 and then whatever else you have and college I mean they've gotten pretty good ratings for some of the college world series they get 25,000 people there and it's a nice tournament and a spectacle I you know i have never been there. I've been told you've been there I've been told it's a great event. So I think when you get to that point, that's the, now the finals are over, the Stanley Cup finals over, and that's a a perfect window for the sport to to draw some people.
0: yeah, the the College World Series is something that uh, you you get it once you've been there. You know, my favorite my favorite day covering the College World Series is actually not not the games, not even the National Championship Series, which I covered Vandy in, it's the BP day. They they have the day before the games start, all the teams come out and they get basically like 45 minutes an hour or whatever for infield and BP and all that in front of fans. So fans can come in. I can't remember if you have to buy a ticket or not. I think you do. Very cheap ticket. And, you know, and all these kids just fill up the foul lines and um, and just try to catch balls and then they get a bunch of autographs and you know, the last time I went was 2015. That was the Dansby Swanson, Carson Fulmer, Walker Bueller team, loaded team, guy with with major leaguers now the, of ones I just named. And it was – I remember talking to a bunch of kids in the outfield that all had Vandy stuff on, and none of them were from Nashville. And to my knowledge, I don't think any of them were from Tennessee. They were there because Vandy had a brand – and they and they had been brought up by their dads or whatever that you go to Omaha. That's where you end up every year, and they didn't even have a team. You just buy tickets to go to Omaha every year. There is a subculture of college baseball that is growing into its own culture. It's still a subculture now, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And Omaha kind of has its own environment. Hoover has its own environment for the SEC tournament. And so I think when people are offended, we started this off with sports talk, when people are offended – that it's not talked about, they're offended because they feel like they know, and everybody else doesn't know because that's their world, and that's fair. But that world is not big enough to draw ratings, as you mentioned, and it's not—it's not a hot topic, so to speak.
1: Well, and the next question on that is in, in comparison to baseball, because, like you said, you got kids out there. Vandy's a big brand. They have. What way more Twitter followers than like football, athletics, or basketball? Right. Sure. And like they got – however many. that you know, they've got they've got a, a following, but at the same time, they got. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. They're on actual television. One of their three regional games is that right? One yeah, of their uh, three. Yes, and people freaked out quite a bit about that. And then you know they're still not maybe given the primo stuff for the super regional. Now I th- I personally think. Some of that equation comes down to anticipated competitiveness. You know, Duke's an upstart team. You know, West Virginia was the team that was you know supposed to be here. Duke, good team this year, but maybe people look at this as a mismatch, and maybe looked at the Vanity regional, the Nashville regional, as a mismatch in Vanderbilt's favor. So maybe that's part of it. But I also think it probably is. You're you're talking about other SEC schools with. Big, much bigger student bodies, much bigger alumni bases, fan bases. I mean, I'm assuming that's a is, – is that, is that what you think it is for the
0: most part? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Number one, I'll back up again. on Streaming TV, ES, like on, I have streaming TV, ESPN3 and ESPN the original are the same channel. You go to the app and there's just games, and I don't know which ESPN it's on, but they're just games. So that's one part of it. Yeah, I mean the super regional, they're on because you have less games, so you have more you have less games to fill the same space on T V. So being on ESPN two and ESPN U and the super regional, which Vandy will be, it's a little easier. Vandy and Duke doesn't move the needle, I think, as a lot of other fan bases. I mean
1: LSU, Florida State, and You know, at Florida State, squeaks That's in the their, tournament. Two brands, but but yeah. two brands, and they get regular ESPN for one of their sure. games.
0: Yeah, so. uh, but, but let me jump back on this point too. You mentioned Twitter followers and all that and branding. Uh, I, I, I looked at this right now. Vanderbilt men's basketball Twitter followers: twenty two thousand. Vandy football in SEC country: fifty seven thousand. Vandy baseball: one hundred and thirty one thousand. So the other two put together almost times two. And this is where we should say that like Twitter followers should
1: not be right like <laughs> taken as any kind of comment on like value as a person or anything like that. Or otherwise, like we're all like you know the Kardashians run the world. I guess
0: you know I, th- they, I assume they all have like four million followers. But still, it's it's interesting. People it's people kind of interesting. People care outside of Nashville. I guess is the point of that. And I've, I haven't looked, but LSU would be enormous. That's it. That's an unbelievable baseball fan base. I mean, you get some of that in numbers. That's the enrollment of schools. That's the, the history. For all that we can say that Vandy is one of the best two or three baseball programs in the country, historically, they're not even in the conversation. I mean, they have the second worst record in SEC history of baseball because you take everything that happened before 2004 right.
1: also. Yeah, it's their new money. I mean, it's unlike LSU, yeah. which is... You know, just you you expect them in the College World Series every year. You know, I mean
0: that's. But I do get this a lot on Twitter that well, number two in the country, why are they not on TV? TV doesn't care about your ranking. TV cares about how many people are watching. Right, and and that's where again, I do think that Vanderbilt has built. I mean, it's an
1: extraordinary rise over, especially probably the last twelve years or so, right? In terms of anything, any way you want to measure it, but it is you're still you're still making up ground in some ways.
0: So, let's jump onto the game. Yeah, real quick. should we
1: talk actual baseball? Yeah. Okay.
0: Vandy going to Omaha. Your initial reaction? Do you think they're going? I think I think they're going to
1: go and beat Duke like eight to two twice. But you know what do I know? I am just I, I think they're I think this is a remarkable team, uh, a, a talent, loads of talent, incredible lineup. I, I really think you know the way Drake fellows battled Kumar Rocker. And then, you know, Mason Hickman comes in and, and takes over the spot. I guess Patrick Raby's hurt, but he did a f- remarkable job. I think uh, it's a mismatch, again, on paper. So, yeah, I think they're going to win two games. Now, you know, watching me be completely wrong. But well,
0: Duke was a 500 team in the ACC, which is a good, very good baseball conference, but they were 15-15. and 15. Now, they are hot, obviously, because they're a three seed that got into a Super Regional. So they're a hot team, and there's always – you always have to be cautious when you're facing a team like that. But I think it's funny that you said eight to two because that was kind of my sense, too, because we've seen enough games like that. We've seen games from Vandy where it's one to nothing, it's one to one, it's two to one. You know you get about four or five innings through, and these games are all about even. And then Vandy puts up a four or five in an inning. You can't keep going through that lineup, right?
1: You can't, as a pitcher, as a pitching staff, you can't keep going through that. In Indiana it's State, going and to the, get you?
0: Indiana State and the regional, give them credit. They did sense that because they had a kid that had thrown very little this year. He got through the lineup mm-hmm. once. He got halfway through the lineup twice, and then okay, and then a home run, and then immediately they pulled him because they said, okay, now they figured him figure out, it out. And they just ran out of pitching. They weren't going to win that game anyway, but they did run out of pitching, but. That's the sense I get. Uh, I get also. I mean, uh, Duke has four solid starting pitchers. I won't say solid, pretty good. Um, again, they're in the ACC. Uh, Bryce Jarvis is the guy that people know locally. Brentwood Academy kid. He's been their three or four starter this year. I tend to think he's going to pitch sooner in this series than he would otherwise because he was the uh, he was the MVP of the Morgantown Regional through eight scoreless innings, eleven strikeouts. He leads them in strikeouts. Um, so I think people will see Jarvis either in a starting role, maybe the the game three starter if they get to game three, or he may just be a long reliever, but he will he will pitch in some critical spots. But you know, Vandy, you feel good about whoever they trot out there pitching wise, and because it's a three game series, they could start Hickman if they went to a game three and then say, hey, eh, he didn't have it today. We'll go with Raby, the right. guy we were originally gonna have, or or vice versa. Because you don't have to save anybody for a fourth game like you would at, at Omaha or in a regional. So, I mean, they're they're in phenomenal shape pitching wise. I think they've got an advantage there. And yeah, that lineup is just boy, it is hard to get through one through nine twice through without giving up a big big inning.
1: Yeah, I mean Julian Infante is the
0: number nine hitter
1: and. You know, based on performance uh, all, hmm. all season, and especially, you know, last season certainly y- you understand why, but, I mean, he does not look like a number nine hitter right now. Yeah, he I mean, is, what, he is mashing.
0: Three right games, now. three doubles, three home runs, and he was up to the plate each of those times with that pitcher knowing Austin Martin, a 400 hitter, is on deck. And, oh, golly, if I get through that guy, the best maybe the best hitter in the country is on deck after that. And then J.J. Bladet
1: is – yeah, right, right. right. So He's it's in the hole.
0: So – Okay, well, I just got to get through this Infante guy. Then I'll figure out how to pitch to really good hitters. That ball just went four hundred feet over my shoulder, and that's what you're dealing with. There's just we talked about it before. There's just no place to escape. Uh, escape in this lineup if you're an opposing pitcher. There you go. So there is some Vanderbilt baseball talk and coverage, and we'll be there all weekend. And
1: next week, we'll be back on this, presumably to talk about. College World Series, or we will be talking about all the angry emails we got that we jinxed Vanderbilt. So one way or another, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Breaking Down the Doors.